Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, mi gente. So this is a halfway throwback episode. It was actually recorded last year, and I honestly thought that I had lost the file. Lo and behold, as I was choosing the episodes to feature for this throwback July, I realized I had the file, and I still wanted to share it with you. I don't want to spoil it too much, but here are Alex and Astrid, sisters and the hosts of Call Your Sister podcast. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Well, happy Saturday, ladies. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturdays. Wow. <laughs> it's been a week, right? So like, I feel like, or I feel like this week has been a week, at least for me. So it's nice to sit down with you guys. I love having, when we do like these multiple ones, because you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I have Alexandra or Alex Hodge and Astrid with me. Wait, let me make sure I'm going into the right thing. Here we go. And, and Astrid Ferguson with me. They are the sisters and co-hosts of Call Your Sister or Sis, right? Is that why you did CYS or Sis podcast? It's Call Your Sister podcast. Okay. So I know you just use the CYS sometimes, right, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, somebody has a podcast called Call Your Sis. So we're Call Your uh, Sister. <laughs> gotcha. I know those little things that you have to like remember, right? Mm-hmm. So I, want, I totally want to listen to your journey and what you guys have done. But before we get into all of that, before we get into any of the chisme, we <laughs> always start out with the wine. So I don't know if you guys are partaking or not, but... What I have today is a Voces Cellars El Viajero 2017 Cabernet Sauvignon. It is 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. It was aged 48 months in a 40% new French oak and 60% one time filled all French. I'm not sure what that means, but it says (laughs) that the wine gives aromas of juicy blackberry and black mission figs. So let me tell you if that's what it does. Actually, I can smell the blackberry. I really can. And it says, followed by complex hints of sage and violet. On the palate, it is silky and has the Vosa's signature dusty tannins that provide a wonderful texture, underscoring the voluptuous dark berries, currant, and vanilla flavors with graphite and clove emerging in the long, supple finish. So that's what I'm drinking today. They were, we, they sponsored one of our wine, virtual wine tastings. So the uh, owner of this, Fernando, is very, very generous. He was very generous with his time, generous with his wine. 
So are you guys partaking in anything today? Water, coffee? I have, wine? I have water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this crazy diet. I have to stay away from alcohol and sweets. So gotcha. Well, salud with your water. I'll do salud. salud. <laughs> I have spiked coffee. <laughs> what? Okay. Astrid, what is in your spiked coffee? What is it spiked uh, with? Jimmy bourbon to be that's what I have. Girl, look, like I said, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Might be a little oak in there. <laughs> probably, <laughs> there probably is some oak in there. So you guys are obviously your sisters. You have these podcasts. You obviously have your own lives and everything. Astrid, you're the oldest. And between the two, Astrid, you're the older one. Alex, you're the younger one. Tell me about how you guys grew up, like where you grew up and what those family dynamics are. Did you guys even grow up together? Yeah, grew up in the same house. We come from the same vagina. (laughs) 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 You know how when you, typically people are like, oh, half sisters, do you grow up together? Um, But typically if you have the same mom, you're in the same house. So we grew up together. Where did you guys grow up? What area? We grew up, Uh, we bounced around a lot. So we were in New York for a long time. And then we moved to Rhode Island. (laughs) Then we were in Puerto Rico for a little bit. And then we moved back to New York. And then now we're in Pennsylvania. So we've been- Wait, are you in boring? Because last week I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't get to sit down with you when I recorded with Call Your Sister podcast. It was just me and Astrid. So- Are you also in boring Pennsylvania? (laughs) Yes, I am in boring Pennsylvania, but I live in Philly though. So my area is a little bit more lively than Astrid's area, but yes, boring Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is like very just dry. Like if you grew up in New York, you're used to like the city and the chaos of New York. And then you come here and everything's like quiet, serene. You can hear the birds and all that. And it's like, it's too quiet. It's too quiet. But yeah, we're in boring Pennsylvania. I like Serene, though. But <laughs> the problem is when there's nothing to do and then you add a pandemic, then it's really, really boring. Then but it is Philly, its namesake. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but Philly usually has a lot of things going on. So Alex is in the more upbeat area. In the thick of, of it, Alex. PK. Yeah. But I'm like, uh, I'm I'm like an introvert. So I don't really like going out like that. Plus, Philly has a lot of crime. <laughs> And I'm like, "Mm, I'm just going to stay home. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell me, like I said, tell me about what your family dynamic was growing up. Well, I, I was born in Dominican Republic. So I was born in Dominican Republic. And then when our parents migrated, which was my dad and my mom, I was one years old and we came to the United States. Then they got divorced and... I mean, they only lasted three years. My mom and my dad were 33 years apart. So oh wow, it was bound to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a pretty significant age difference. Yeah. So they got divorced. And then my mom met Alex's dad. So that's why Alex and I were exactly five years apart from each other. But Alex was born in Rhode Island. Fun fact. Right. Okay, so you know, did you guys ever watch that one show with with Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and Ti, and the guy? Yeah, and then the guy they call him Puerto Rican Papi. 
He's from Rhode Island. So that's <laughs> what I think of. I think of him when I think of Rhode Island. I mean, it's a good thing. He's like... Well, he can be Puerto Rican papi and I can yeah. be Dominican mommy. See? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and there you go. I mean, he's very nice to look at and boy can spit. It's so it's really great. But that's just what I think of when I think of Rhode Island now. Yeah, well, I can't rap, so. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. You want me to draw something for you? I got you. But don't don't ask me to rap. So what's your guys' <laughs> mm-hmm. relationship? Because I am actually five years. There's a five-year difference between me and one of my sisters and almost a seven-year difference between me and another one of my, my youngest sister. So I understand how that relationship could be, but how was that relationship for you guys, that five-year difference? I would have to say it's good and it's bad. It's good in the sense that like we relate to each other. There's a lot of things that we get into or I get into and then Alex follows me. You know, <laughs> that's what I like to say. Uh, You're the trailblazer. Yeah. Right. And then it's bad because there were periods, I want to say, in our lives where we couldn't relate to each other, you know, because with me being way older, I had to experience a lot of things on my own. And the relationship between us sometimes can be, at least for me, I feel like, oh, well, I'm older, so I should know better. And, you know, she's going to follow in my lead. So I won't really look at her as somebody to talk to about certain situations because I may not feel like she'll understand We do talk about different things, but we may not know, like, we may not understand it from each other's perspectives because we're also in different stages in our lives as well. So it's good and it's bad. I think it's just knowing when to pay attention to it and when not. How do you feel, Alex? So I I agree with Astrid completely. But to me, Astrid has always been like my biggest role model, right? We grew up in a very chaotic home. So she has always been somebody I go to for everything. So she's like, she's my big sister. You know what I mean? So she's, although there's a five-year gap, I don't really say like, oh my God, there's a five-year gap. I just say, this is my big sister, right? So my big sister has her own life and I'm a little sister and I have my different life, right? And we're two completely different people. Like Ashton is a lot more level-headed than I am. I'm more react, react, react. And then I got to think back and then, all right, now I'm sorry. But... (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, I mean, I don't feel like the five-year gap is like that much of a a big thing because we're just two different people, right? So, well, I like, do you feel like as you've gotten older, it doesn't seem, that's how I feel like with my sisters, as we've gotten older, the gaps in our age is not a big thing versus when we were younger, right? When you're younger and that five years is a big difference. Like I graduated high school and my sister hadn't even started high school yet when I had graduated. So for me, the older we've gotten, the closer certain relationships have, or and they evolve, right? Especially when you're sisters, you have different experiences, your relationship evolves and what you can tell each other. Let me ask you one thing in regards to your guys' relationship. There was certain things that I always wish, like I see some sisterly relationships and I see how close they are. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. I wish we were like that. And me, one of my sisters, well, me and my sisters are close in certain ways. And then there are certain things that we just kind of don't talk about. But I see other sisters and I see how tight they are. They're like best friends. 
do you, how are you guys like are you guys each other's best friend or are you guys do you like really divulge those things with, you know with each other and share those things or do you feel like you're your friends your sisters your friends but you're not best friends you don't share a lot of stuff Oh, no, I share everything with Astrid. (laughs) (laughs) Astrid probably gets sick of me sometimes because I literally share everything with Astrid. And I like call her in the middle of the night like I'm feeling upset. And she's like, oh, God. All right. Well, what's going on? (laughs) So, I I mean, to me, Astrid, I, I wouldn't say she's my best friend. She to me, even in my phone, Astrid's like my guardian angel, literally. So. I always relate to her in that way. She's the closest person I have besides my brother. So that's who that is to me. <laughs> and I have two other sisters too. So it's hard because I have two other half sisters and we didn't really grow up together. Like I didn't meet them till like I was like 10. So oh, wow. our relationship is a little bit like, you know, eh, it's a little like we're sisters, but mm, I talk to you sometimes. Astrid, how you feel? Um, I think we're in between the best friend and talking about everything because I agree. There are certain things that I don't talk to my sister about. And it's not because, you know, she's my sister or anything. It's it's more because I know she wouldn't understand just yet, like marital issues or something. Like, because my sister would just be like, do you want to just go drink? Like... <laughs> So, you know, certain things like that. At least she offers. (laughs) Right. So I have to like go through my head first. I guess that's just part of being the older sister. You have to like go through certain things first before you share. But as far as telling, yeah, I don't don't really keep any secrets from my sister. If anything, I think I have a much closer relationship with my sister than I have with my own mom. If that makes sense. Yeah. When you guys grew up, was it just you two or was there, did you guys have another sibling that lived with you guys? We have a little brother. We have a handsome little, well, he's not even little anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) he's a very handsome young man. Yes. And how was the relationship with all three of you guys growing up? So each of us have a different relationship with each other. It's very weird, right? So me and my younger brother, we're only two years apart. Um, and he and I have like the same mom and dad. Mm-hmm. But the similar to like Astrid, I can confide in him in just about anything. But he's like more tough love than anything else. Like if I call him crying, he's like, oh my God, why are you crying? Alex, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but since he's a boy, he lives in his own little planet. He does his own little thing. Sometimes he comes around, sometimes he doesn't. So No, I get that. I get the whole, you have your own relationship because I feel like even as when you, you each child has their own relationship with even your parents. Mm-hmm. Like it's very different. So how you relate to each other as siblings is going to be very different as well. Because sometimes there's going to be times where you're not mad at anybody, but they're screaming and yelling at each other. And you're like, leave me out of it. I won't be part of it. And then sometimes you're right in the middle with them. <laughs> especially when there's three, especially when there's three, I feel like. Yeah, a- Astrid used to pay like referee between me and um, our younger brother because you know, when he was born, I, I used to think he was my doll. Like literally I would get in his crib and try to, and my mom would be like, oh my God. And even when we got older, we used to like fight with each other. So Astrid was always like the referee, like knock it off you too. That was oh my gosh. Job. I was just so the opposite <laughs> with my sisters because, so my sisters are 20 months apart. 
And then I'm five, mm-hmm. five and seven years older than my sisters. But it's so funny because we were the opposite in regards to, I would pin my sisters against each other, like <laughs> make them wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my friends would like put one on one corner, one in the other. And we would tell each other, okay, you do this, you do this, go. And we would put them against each other. Nah, we weren't allowed to do a lot of horse play in our house. So Ashley used to be like, yeah separate from each other did you guys come from like, a really, <laughs> did you guys come from a really strict household yes oh yes mm-hmm. oh yes i think they were stricter with me than with alex though well of course you're the oldest of course mm-hmm. they're going to be the most strict with you i get that yeah well you know how it goes it goes you know the older sibling is uh is the one who has to deal with all the rules the middle one gets to break the rules a little bit more and then the younger one has no rules yeah like what rules what are that what are you talking about yeah my my younger brother was allowed to do a lot of things that we weren't like he was allowed to have girlfriends we're like we can't even look at a boy (laughs) (laughs) what is this girl doing here yeah but that was also because of our culture you know, mm-hmm. mommy followed very much the Dominican culture. So girls, you know, are not allowed to date. Girls are not, tu no puede tener, well, I don't know if you speak Spanish on here, but uh, yeah, tu no puede tener una chelcha, right? That's what's what she che- called Wait, it. what's chelcha? Un <laughs> cliqueo, right? That's what she called it. So pretty much whoever your clique is or whoever you're hanging out, you know, you don't, you don't want to hang out with too many girls or, or being out all the time because you're going to be perceived as easy or, you know, that type of stuff. So that was mommy. So she was very tough on me for those things. So I couldn't really do much. Mm-hmm. So our brother, on the other hand, because he's a guy, he gets to do all these things. Yeah. We came from three girls, so there was no major thing, but I definitely broke my parents in for my sisters. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you're the rebel. (laughs) Oh, you know, it's so funny. I was, I mean, I was always a good kid, but I was definitely the one that would sneak out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's so weird that... (laughs) You know, when I think about it, even being the oldest, I, yeah, I was definitely, I was still a good kid and everybody liked me. I was involved in a lot of things, but at the same time, I like, yeah, I would push the boundaries, right? I would push the boundaries. I was, like I said, I would sneak out, go on, you know, do whatever. I don't even know. I was a, I was a, I was a mildly wild child, I guess. (laughs) Not compared to some, right? Yeah. All three of us weren't like super wild, but we all did different things, right? So like my brother, I caught him sneaking out and I was like, do you want to die? Do you want to die? And he was like, what? He was like, it's just just you, you know, I'm gonna be right back. And I'm like, it's the middle of the night and you're like 14, get back in the house. (laughs) So before our parents wake up and you die, so. The only time I got caught, Right. And my friend, Brandon, he has since passed a few years ago, but Brandon was going to sneak out of his house and basically take his parents' car and come pick me up. But dummy me, like I was, I had a crush on Brandon. I think I was a freshman in high school, maybe, maybe eighth grade. I don't know. And I had a crush on him. So I'm like trying to look cute and everything. And so I keep going into the bathroom waking and I woke up my parents apparently because I'm trying to get cute and get ready. But dummy me just doesn't do that in my room. I keep going to the bathroom and my mom's like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, that's the only, that's the only uh, time I got caught. That's not the only time I snuck out, but that was the only time I got. No, I used to be smarter about the way I snuck out. See, I've always been really good at art and I've been really good at like making forms. <laughs> This is so wild, right? So when I was younger, I met this guy and I wanted to go spend time with him. I didn't even like, wasn't having like any sexual relations with him, but I was just like, I want to spend time with you. I want to go stay with you at your house, right? So I would make field trip forms. (laughs) So I would literally have my mom sign this field trip form thinking that I'm going on this like overnight trip for like visiting a college. No, I was spending time with the dude I was dating. (laughs) You were sneaky. (laughs) That was me. So yeah, I was a little smarter. Well, the one thing is at least what worked for all of us is that we had sibling code. So we always looked out for each other. So if we knew we're like, all right, we got the plan, right? Everybody has their part in the story, right? Okay, making sure. Let's rehearse. Let's, let's rehearse. Like a plan. So right. you're going to be here and you're going to be here, but we're going to tell mom we're where? Okay. Right. okay. Everybody's in sync. Right. If ever, ever we get caught, what are we going to say, right? We had plan A and plan B. So I did not tell for- my sisters because they would sell me out. yeah we never sold each other out we weren't like that Mm -hmm. no I mean we we had some making up to like well what's in it for me you know (laughs) but (laughs) you gonna give me some money I want my brother used to always be like can I get a new pair of shoes or something like that (laughs) oh my youngest sister who actually is in the living room sleeping right now while I'm in the room recording this she I used to bribe her with candy because she had a big sweet tooth so I'd be like, I take it. You remember that store in the mall, Sweet Factory, the Sweet Factory? Mm-hmm. I would take her there. Yeah, I'll take you there. Like five, ten dollars. And she's like, okay, whatever you want. Yeah, sure. So that's how I would bribe her. <laughs> I was supposed to be like five dollars to go to a bodega. So you know what a bodega is, the corner yeah. stores. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we, oh, you, if you speak quiet, I'll give you five dollars to go to the bodega. That so is hilarious. For us, if we were sharing stories, the funny story that comes to my mind is like Alex never liked people. Okay. Never did. Never, never. You hear her now, but you would not have recognized Alex when we were growing up. Okay. So when I had a boyfriend, you know, I wasn't allowed to date. So I had a boyfriend behind my mom's back. That was the only boyfriend I had. I hated him. So I didn't have to do anything to bribe her. So when I broke up with him and he would not get it, he was still wearing my little chain. You know how back then you had your chain with your temple? Your I had mine. So like yes, yeah, so same one. That's like yeah. back in fashion now. Right. It's back. In, oh, yes. I found mine, by the way. I'm going to wear it. So he was wearing that chain that I found. Okay. He was still wearing it, even though we broke up, right? He 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 had his mom try to talk to my mom. And my mom was like, wait a minute. First of all, I didn't even know that she was in a relationship. So I was like, you're screwing it up for all of us. Anyway, so I sent Alex to go get my chain. And I was like, you can get a big equimalito. You know what equimalito is? No. It's a popsicle. So the frozen oh. popsicles... But it's the big ones. The stores oh, use the yeah, number, like yeah, the yeah. really it's big ones. like a big stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So they saw the real. So I, I said to Alex, I'm going to get you one of those if you just go get my chain. And she's like, oh, I do it better. You want to go right now? You want to go by it right now? She how had old that, were you? I think, uh, how old was it? Like 16, 17? So yes, she was like I, 11 or 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hated him though. Like he used to get on my nerves. <laughs> so I was like, yo, you want me to go right now? Because I can go and do it right now. She did. She brought my chain back, her big equimalito, and even had change. And the poor guy was just in tears. And she was like, I'm glad that you let that go. I am proud that you let that go. That 12-year-old, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, the only the only messed up part of that story was that he, his parents owned one of the bodegas. So I was like, damn, now I can't even go to this bodega no more. But either way, at least he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese men. Hey, mi gente. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try. All right. Can I be honest here? I'm not one who really drinks sodas. So if I'm not drinking water or wine, then you can usually find an iced tea in my hand. And since we're talking about unleashing my thirst to try something new, the next thing on my list is to go on a hot air balloon. The romance of seeing the world from that perspective makes my heart go pitter-patter. And since my other half is afraid of heights, it's something that I will probably have to try by myself or with a group of friends. So mi gente, tell me, what is on your try list? To learn a new language? To travel someplace you've seen in a magazine, your favorite show? Maybe it's just trying to make some time to pamper yourself. Ignite new passions and rekindle new ones. So try Gold Peak then. Try something else. Because this taste is worth a try. Try Gold Peak. Hey girls, the summer of full calendars is finally here and our friends at Ulta Beauty wanted to share the following must-haves for your fun-filled summer outings. First, let's start with Tres Luce Beauty La Flor de Mexico Shadow Palette, which takes you on a journey through Mexico with a mix of 18 matte, shimmer, and metallic shades named after beautiful flowers native to the land. Your next must-have is Tarte Tartlet Tubing Mascara, which is like last extensions in a tube. The 24-hour flake-free smudge-proof longwear formula volumizes, lengthens, and curls lashes for a fabulous false lash effect. Lastly, Don't forget to protect your beautiful skin with Sun Bum Original SPF 50 Sunscreen Roll-On Lotion, which is formulated to protect your skin from harmful UV rays while keeping it soft and hydrated with antioxidant-rich vitamin E. So what are you waiting for? Get summer ready and head over to Ulta Beauty today and shop in-store or online for all your fun-filled summer essentials. So you guys grow up, obviously you take, you know, you each have your own paths that you take. Eventually, you decide to actually recently you decide to launch this podcast, uh, the Call Your Sister podcast. So, tell me about how your your journeys have kind of led you here to creating this podcast. Astrid, do you want to go first? Yeah. So, it's funny because I started my journey as an entrepreneur after having a very tough delivery. 
So I had my second son. I was going through like postpartum and probably some PTSD because uh, I'm lucky to be alive. Let's put it like that. I am lucky to be alive after having my second son. And it was very difficult for me. And me getting over that, I was starting to write again. I was doing my poetry. And then, you know, it led me to becoming an author And then from there, from what I was sharing, I was listening to other people saying, have you ever considered becoming a life coach? I didn't even know that that was something that people did. So that led me on the path of becoming a life coach. So now I'm a, you know, a career and I'm a certified life and career coach. And I was still working full time. And I was going through this whole, like, how am I going to engage my audience? So I had started my first podcast, which was, I mean, can we discuss? What I didn't enjoy about it was being by myself. I didn't like, like talking to myself. Like it felt like I was talking to myself and I was trying to come up with things, you know, when I didn't have the interviews and stuff. So I felt like, okay, how do I make this more interesting? And Alex was starting to go on her, you know, transitional phase as well, where she's like, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do because she's been working full time and, you know, she's a single mom and she's like, but I don't even know where to start. So uh, she posts, she posed the idea of, you know, you know, we talk all the time, like maybe we can come up with something together. And that's where I was like, well, have you ever considered podcasting? And that's how we came up with Call Your Sister Podcast. Because I was like, well, we're always talking. We're always sharing information. We're always learning about new things. We always are very highly opinionated people. Um, And that's how we came up with Call Your Sister Podcast outside of we struggled with having friends when we were younger because we moved around so much. So we never really built that sisterhood outside of our own sisterhood. So we saw this as an opportunity to build what we didn't have and also build from what we do have. Beautifully awesome. said, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what, how, what is your perspective on that in regards to your journey to the podcast? So what happened with me is I had moved out of my mom's house. I moved to Philly and I live in Philly um, by myself with my son. Right. Like there's no immediate family like in the vicinity of me. Um, I have like one friend in Philadelphia um, that I visit routinely. So I was listening to I was traveling a lot for work because I was living in Philadelphia and working in Reading, which is like an hour away from here. And I was commuting a lot and I was listening to podcasts all the time. And I was like, you know what? I went over Astra's house and we were just sitting there talking. And I was like, yo, do you listen to some of these podcasts? People are just sitting there just talking about nothing. Like, I feel like we can do this. (laughs) Like, can we just start a podcast? And that's literally how it started flourishing. It just started as a dinner conversation. And then we were like, let's make this a real idea. And then that's when we started developing Call Your Sister Podcast. Like, Astra made a whole game plan. You know, Astra's the mastermind be- behind Call Your Sister Podcast. I, I edit. I am there as a co-host. <laughs> but it, my sister is the basically, like, the manager of the show. So I know, and I'm so bummed that you weren't feeling well when, yeah. uh, you know, me and Astra had a good time, of course. <laughs> 
But I'm so bummed that I, I didn't get to ha- experience that with you when we recorded your podcast previously. So what is, what when you decided, okay, we're going to launch this podcast, what was the idea behind it? Why call your sister and what do you guys like to focus on within, you know, with each episode? I would have to say that the major, the core value behind our podcast is uplifting sisterhood. There is too much that goes around of women feeling like they need to be competition to each other. So the core value behind it is let's just talk about all of the things that we have a hard time talking about, whether that's body positivity, whether that's motherhood, feminism, whether that's, you know, what's going on right now. Um, We've had a few episodes where we're addressing suicidal ideation, you know. Um, So we talk about a lot of different things. And then it's also how do we embrace each other's differences instead of feeling like we have to fight about it all the time. Like Alex and I, we're very different, you know, we're in different stages in our lives. Like I'm married. I have two kids. Alex is a single mom, you know, so she's dating. So she'll ask me questions about dating or we'll talk about sexual things or, you know, we'll have all of those conversations where it's like, it doesn't have to be taboo, you know, like we can, we can talk about different things and how do we also share that with other women of how do we have these conversations, even when the topic can seem uncomfortable, you know? So that's basically the core value behind our podcast. And eventually we hope to start having events and start having things where women actually come together and they celebrate each other and they network. But that's basically, we want to say the message behind Call Your Sister podcast. Yeah, uplifting women and building that sisterhood community, even if it's not your sister that you're blood related to. So I know that you say you want to uplift sisterhood and and talk about all of the different things. And you individually have gone through a lot of different things. You know, Astrid, you were talking about, you know, how do you experience joy after being laid off? Because during this pandemic, you were laid off. And then also the struggles of homeschooling. And I'm sure that's something that both of you are going through. Talk to me about being able to balance. Has this podcast given you, has it helped get through pandemic? Like I know for me, having this podcast and meeting so many people, like I was going to meet people regardless, but I've been able to meet, I feel like so many more people from across the country and get to know them. And through this podcast, that has helped me because I am so extroverted. I'm opposite of you, Alex. I'm super extroverted. So I need people. I need to talk to people. That's how I get my energies being around people. But having the podcast has really helped me. So has that, how have you guys going through these challenges of being laid off in the homeschooling? Because I know a lot of parents are, you know, it's hard. You're, You're not expected to, you're like, I'm not a teacher. And then balancing the podcast. How have you guys been able to do that? I don't know. You You go first since she wants to know about the layoff. Oh, okay. So for me, I want to say podcasting helped because it helped me get out of my difficult thoughts. I went through some phases where it was, it was rough. I mean, it was rough. I've been working since I was 14 and this was the first time that 
I found myself laid off and it's like, you just have in your head responsibility, responsibility. And then it takes like a blow to your identity. You know what I'm saying? So I had to navigate through all of those difficult thoughts and at the same time, find the energy to still show up for the business that I was building and still show up for this podcast and still have energy for everything else. So the podcast to me was like a good distraction from all of that. And talking to Alex and other people and not the difficult time be the subject. Because I think that's the hard thing about all of this, that people think, you know, people who are going through tough times that, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, let's talk about you. And a lot of times we don't want to talk about us because we just don't want to, we don't want to circle back everything that we've been through. Like we want, we want a different topic, you know? So tell me about you. Tell me something, you know, that you're enjoying or that you're going through. So maybe it'll uplift my spirits. So I would say that the podcast definitely helped through that. And it also helped with the whole, like, I'm not being mom. I'm doing something outside of being mom, you know, and getting to know other women and how other women are dealing with it. And I think that was the the good thing about having the podcast during this time, because we all collectively were, were going through something. Yeah. Like for me, me and Ash have been talking about starting this podcast for at least like two years now. Right. And then this year we finally said, you know what, we're home. Let's do it. Right. So we decided to launch it. To me, this podcast has helped a lot because I'm one of those people who I always love to learn something new. So I've had to learn how to podcast. I've had to learn how to edit. And it's just been a good distraction from all the chaos that's going on because I'm working full-time from home right now. And then I also have my son and my son's autistic. So my son has, you know, a bunch of different supports and sometimes that can get very overwhelming by itself. So add that plus work, plus all the drama that's going on at work and COVID and you're like, ah. so I feel like podcast did help a lot with, you know, getting through this pandemic, you know, even though we're still going through it, you know, getting through it, meeting new people, learning new things. You've mentioned that your son is autistic. Where is he on the spectrum and how is that affecting? I'm, I'm assuming it la- adds an additional layer of challenges when it comes to homeschooling. So my son is like verbal when he wants to be verbal, if that makes sense. <laughs> like yeah. he talks to you when he wants to talk to you. He knows how to talk, but he just doesn't like to talk to people at times. He just refuses to. And then um, he needs like one-to-one support with school. So sometimes I'm like, at work, I'm a trainer. So I have to train all the new hires on how to like, you know, how to navigate work. So I have to train work. And then I have to sit like we literally sit next to each other. And I'm like, you're paying attention. Are you paying attention? Hold on, guys, because I have to make sure he's paying attention. So it can get a little bit overwhelming. I feel like now since we've been it for almost a year, I'm like, I understand now. Like I tell all of my um, people at work, like, oh, don't, don't mind. My son's going to be in the background yelling. It's okay. He's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, it's okay. Wow. That's so crazy. That's like I said, that's, we're already in this really weird. Cause it's not, I don't think it's ever normal. Right. Like right. I know we've been through the, we've been in this thing for almost a year now, but it's still not normal. So when people say the new normal, no, this is not normal. Like, <laughs> 
No, and I don't want it to be normal. Like, come no, on. No, I'm ready. These teachers need to get the kids back. Their kids. Take your kids back. <laughs> like, this is not my child. My cousin is a special education teacher in, in Orange County, and they're back. His school has been back. And I think, they, especially for the, his kids, they tried to not have them out as much as possible because they do need that extra support. Now that you guys have been doing this this podcast and everything, what has been the biggest surprise that you have and the and the biggest challenge? So what's been the biggest surprise about going through this journey and what has been the biggest challenge thus far? I think the biggest surprise for me anyways, I don't know about you, Astrid, I th- the amount of support that we randomly got from strangers. Like <laughs> we just have so many just people that we don't know just writing to us about the show. And we're like, you're in Seattle? Huh? Hi. <laughs> like, we're just isn't two regular crazy? girls. <laughs> no, isn't it crazy? Because I feel like I actually did a, a social media post on this a while back, but you always think it's your closest friends and families that are supporting you. And you're like, then you find out, no, it's total strangers that mm-hmm. are the are your biggest cheerleaders when it comes to the podcast. And then I started, when I posted that, I got so much feedback saying, oh yeah, it's not your friends and your family. It's all these strangers that find you and feel like they've connected with you. Yeah, it's so strange. Like, you know, we had people in like in the UK. I was like, we're made in the UK? Oh, people like us this much <laughs> without even like seeing our faces. I think that has been like the biggest surprise for me. I think the challenge for us is, you know, Ashton and I are two very different people and we're two real life sisters. Sometimes we do not see eye to eye. So, you know, we bicker, we fight, but we take some time apart and then we come back and rejoin. So have you let that get into the podcast? Like, have you had like that uh, argument? We had a mini one about a break, <laughs> about taking a break. <laughs> you being modest. We are <laughs> all the time. <laughs> on the all. podcast? No, not on the podcast. I think if we had that on the podcast, it would turn into a sister reality show. So we tried to <laughs> we tried to minimize that because see you hear Alex and she sounds really really nice but outside of the podcast like she said you know we're two stubborn two stubborn sisters and we are stuck in our ways Alex will say stuff like no that's trash and I'll be like <laughs> well I didn't like yours either you know I mean <laughs> and that's that's usually where that goes, you know? And then it's the whole, Alex will say something. I think we should do such and such. I already know in my mind how it's going to go, but I'm trying to, you know, correlate that conversation. So, and she doesn't understand. So I just let her fail. I just be like, go ahead, try it. You let me know when it comes back, you know, because it's it's also having to understand, yeah, we're sisters, but we're also business partners. Do you have you told her I told you so if something comes back and you're like, I told you. Of course. Of course she does. Come on. She's my sister. <laughs> I know, right? You can't not. She'd be like, hmm. Hmm. She doesn't do the I told you so. She sits there and goes, hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You got it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It, now it, I wonder if I do that. Because I honestly don't know if I do that with my sisters. I'm gonna have to ask them. 
if I, I try to avoid giving them advice. I'm more of like an open ear for them. That's what I try and be. And I'm like, well, whatever you do, I'll support you in whatever you do. But especially my middle sister. So Alex, you're very similar to my middle sister and some of the things that you're saying. She was very much an introvert growing up. She's the only one who has kids out of us. She has four boys. Craziness. And she's opened up a lot as, and she definitely has her opinions. So it's just very interesting, like hearing, like me listening and and comparing like my relationship to my sisters versus what you guys have. No, I want Ashley to give me advice. So if Ashley's always like, well, I'm like, no, Ashley's always gave me advice, right? Since I've been very, very little. So for her to stop it now when we're older, I would probably be like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? Because you're supposed to give me advice. That's what a, a big sister does yeah. for me. <laughs> so. If they ask for it, I will. But I think there was times where they're just like, I'm not asking your advice. I'm like, well, fine, <laughs> I'm not giving it to you then. Bye. <laughs> Well, see, Alex says that, but she's not always receptive. So that's that's the issue. So when I try to navigate to figure out what it is that she wants, because, you know, I'm a life coach. So I try to use my life coaching skills. But sometimes that thing, man, I toss that thing out the door and I just be it's like, when what it's family, you can't it's you can't always right. stick to that. I'm like, what the hell do you want? And then I go straight to judgment mode. Like if you didn't want that to happen. So why did you do that in the first place? Like, da, 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 you know, and that's how the arguments go. Listen. But then we take a break and then we come back. We literally, it's like if we lived in the same household, it would be like similar to like us going into our own rooms and then coming back out. But there's there's nothing like sisters, right? You can argue and argue and argue. And then like five minutes later, you're like, oh, so what do you want for dinner? Or what do you want this? Or da, 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 like nothing, right? Yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. there's very few people. Like I have a couple friends I can do that with because they're like my sisters where we can literally bicker, bicker, bicker. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, look at that. Like nothing, you know, like you just forget about right. it. And it's okay for you to bicker with them, right? So it's like, okay for me and Astrid to bicker, but let somebody else try to bicker with Astrid. I'm like a pit bull. Right? <laughs> no, like me and my sisters, look, I can complain about my sisters with my sisters. I can complain about, you know, and they, I'm sure they've complained about me to each other. That's fine. But if, but if I complain about my sister to somebody else and then they come back and like continue the complaint, I'm like, uh, the defense comes straight up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Like I can do that. You cannot do that. <laughs> you need to slow your all. Like know yeah, your I place. This is not your I place. I will literally pounce on somebody if they ever said anything wrong about my sister. I'm like, do not I'm make like, me take my hoops off. excuse me it's just I am the only one who can do that because then we will come back from it you however who are you (laughs) yes and you once you are gone you are gone there is no coming back from that right yeah and that's where that's where Alex and I are are different in um at least the, the reaction because Alex can like jump right back from an argument I hold grudges. I need time. 
Like, I'm like, no, you're not going to act like you didn't just tear me up five minutes ago. You know, I'm going to ask me for dinner. You can get yourself some dinner. Like, you know, so I need time to get through what just happened. But with Alex, when somebody's coming at Alex, it's more like I'm the one to be like, so and let me get this straight. What happened? Okay. And she said this. Okay. You know, I try to go through. But if you're not making sense as to why you're talking to my sister the way that you're talking about, that's when the asshole that Alex calls me comes out. <laughs> probably done both. You know, there's, yes. just, there's just nothing like a sister relationship. Sister relationships mm-hmm. are very unique. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the way we can argue and bicker and fight and then... I am somebody who, as I've gotten older, I just don't like to get in the arguments. I'm like, whatever. I just don't care. Whatever. You know, if you want to argue with me, fine. You can yell, scream, whatever. I'm not going to reciprocate because I'm too tired. I'm getting old. I'm too tired for that. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. yeah I, I just don't that. That must be that age thing because that's how I am. Alex will argue all day. I mean, she, I think she loves arguing. <laughs> I do not like arguing, but yeah, if she, I need to, <laughs> I come with guns blaring. <laughs> <laughs> she has the energy. Me, I think once I hit that 30 range or got married, whatever that, you probably getting close to it, Alex. Um, I was just like, Good energy, good energy. You know, <laughs> you are not going to mess up my energy. You know, yeah. I'm not giving it any energy. I am reserving all of my, my energy matters more to me than this little petty argument. You hit it, but well, I lived in Dallas for a long time, for 15 years. So I was, I, I wasn't around it, right? So for me not being around it, it was nice that I didn't, you know, I lived in Texas. My other sister lives in Oregon and then my youngest sister lives, you know, always close to my parents. So we didn't really have to deal with it. But then sometimes when we'd all get together during holidays, then that's when, you know, everybody's under one roof. My parents, me, my sisters, my brother-in-law, my four nephews, all the dogs, like things get heated and you're just like, oh, Lordy. And that's when I would be like, I can't deal with this. Not to say that I'm above it and haven't gotten into arguments because I have and I'll and I will be a bitter bitch, too. So (laughs) I know I have. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm all like perfect and everything. But I, I have a very sharp tongue. So I have learned for myself. When I am really upset. I just need to walk away for a minute. I need to take time. I need to breathe. Like literally that whole like take five minutes, take 10 minutes. I have to do that to calm myself down. Because when I get really mad, I feel I, my whole body gets hot. Like I, I feel it's like, obviously my blood is not literally boiling, but I feel like it is. And I can yeah, feel Yeah, you every- feel like the, the cartoon? Yes. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. I feel so. the same way. So I got to walk away, but I used to not do that when I was younger, 
when I, you know, got into, I think too, once I got into my thirties, I was like, okay, let me step away. I don't want to say anything that I can't take back because you can't take words back. You may not, you know, when you, you might say things and you may mean it in the moment, but you don't mean it really. Um, those, I feel like those always linger, right? Like you can never take words back. And so I had to learn to control myself and to, to do that. And I think especially, and there's nobody that can hurt you and say things that hit a nerve like your family, especially your sister's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in that learning phase, right? Because I'm I'm hot-headed. I'm, I'm very hot-headed. You know, out of all of my mother's children, I am the most hot-headed one. So I I still like, sometimes I know when to walk away, but sometimes I'll be like, and another thing you said. So I'm still growing. I'm learning. I've never said that was perfect. So no, I've even learned that even beyond those types of relationships. For example, somebody, I was uh, talking to a, a, a guy and he was li- really trying to gaslight me and saying, I'm blaming him for this. And I said, I'm not blaming you for anything. I'm not blaming you for, and he just kept going and going. And I'm like, I'm not blaming you for anything. And I just stopped responding because I'm like, you know, he keeps going because he wants to get a reaction out of me but I don't care enough to give him a reaction. So I was just like, I was upset because I was like, why is this person doing it, right? Like, I don't get that. And then, but I had to calm myself down or I calmed myself down because I was just like, well, it's not even worth it. So I think, but again, he's not family or somebody that I have to see. So that's a lot easier to get over than when it comes to your own family. Um, yeah, Alexandria. That's like... That's uh-huh. like similar to it's like similar to like our the relationship that um my sister and I have with like our kids' dad. <laughs> like they they sit there and try to start arguments with us and we'll sit there like, Are you gonna pay child support? Cause that's all we care about. <laughs> like otherwise that was this conversation about are you gonna pick up a kid? No? All right, then talk to yourself in my text messages or talk to yourself in my voicemail. Otherwise that I don't care what you gotta say. What do you guys hope? for the future, for the Call Your Sister podcast? I know initially one thing you said, Astrid, was events, but what else? What do you, What else do you guys see in the future for this podcast? I really see it becoming a community, like a community of women being able to network with one another, of having different events, maybe even potentially it developing into a whole platform of itself, you know? But as of right now, that's what we see it. We see it becoming, you know, a community, having different events, having, you know, different women from all walks of life coming together, building stronger relationships. And that's basically what the vision is right now. Do you see anything else or anything else different, Alex? No, um, me and Ashton see very eye to eye in what we want this podcast to kind of represent and where we want it to go. So I completely agree with what she said. Astrid, when I asked you one word to describe your life, you said unconventional. Why did you choose that word? Because it is. I mean, I worked so hard to get to the point of where I got in my life. You know, I... um. 
I went for my bachelor's degree. I went for my master's degree. I worked all the way up to get to, you know, senior management and corporate level. And then I'm like, "Mm, I'm ready to write. I'm ready to become an entrepreneur. You know, like, it's like, what? (laughs) I did that. And then I want to say everything in my life happened, you know, the way no one would expect. You know, I had my first son. I became a single mom. I had to go through a lot of things. And then I found my husband, you know, and my my husband didn't have children. So unfortunately, I had to have another one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I want to say everything in my life kind of happened like it's it's the good and the bad, you know? So I want to say it's completely unconventional because many people can say, well, you have everything you ever wanted, you got, you know, and then it's like, you go back to, I call it playing cards. Like, "Mm, I'm ready to play another game. So let's go back to shuffling. So that's why I call my life unconventional because I worked so hard to get to a certain place. And then I realized it's not really what I wanted or what made my, made me happy at that particular moment. So now I'm restructuring it all over again. And I'm okay with doing that after now being married and with children, you know, many people don't do that because responsibility, because, you know, whatever it is that they have in their mind, um, you know, their parents, or they're too afraid to take this decision versus the other, you know, because of status or whatever. So that's why I chose unconventional. And Alex, you chose durable. Why did you choose durable as your word? Man, because I've been through the mud. (laughs) (laughs) I've been through the mud. Oh my goodness. Um, So Ashton and I, we grew up in a very, very hectic home, right? Um, My dad is, he's not a very nice man, right? So I had to deal with growing up in a home where he wasn't, you know, the loving father, where everybody thought that he was. Like I have cousins who were like, you grew up with a two parent household. And I was like, "Mm, not really, but okay, sure. If you think so. So I've had to go through that. And then um, obviously I had my son, he was diagnosed with autism and his dad is a whole nother story. Right. So, you know, when my son was diagnosed, his dad blamed me for his diagnosis, like wouldn't help me with, decided to basically fall off the face of the earth for like a little bit. So I had to deal with all of that with my younger brother, basically being like the person supporting me, like emotionally, which wasn't his role in a sense. Mm-hmm. What I'm always thankful for my little brother for being there, but that wasn't him. So I had to deal with that. Plus growing up, I've always had um, like issues with my self-image too. So I had to deal with, you know, suicidal ideation when I was growing up. And now I'm like over that, obviously. But, you know, just I've been so durable through it all, you know, going through our crazy home, going through my son's diagnosis, going through my own personal issues. And I made it out of life. <laughs> you know, I thought I wasn't going to make it to 30 and I'm, I made it to 30. So one thing that stuck out with me that you just said is, your father was there physically, but that doesn't mean you necessarily grew up in a two-parent household. And I yeah. think people forget that, 
right? Because you can be there physically, but if you're not there emotionally, if you're completely like checked out or even, you know, mentally, emotionally abusive, is that person really there? Like they're not there for you. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that and maybe never even thought of it in that way. Like, did you really have two parents or did you really have one parent or maybe one and a half or one and a quarter? One parent. We had our mom. (laughs) That's it. He was there, kind of, but not really. So we had Mama Dolores. (laughs) What have you each learned about yourself during this quarantine, during this pandemic? I learned that I really enjoy my alone time. (laughs) Like I, I am so, so some people are like, oh my God, I've been stuck in quarantine. I don't really like being in quarantine. I'm like, I am doing fabulous in quarantine. I don't know about you. I've gotten back to my workout routine. I've even lost weight in the middle of quarantine. Um, One of the few. (laughs) (laughs) I am, this is my element if you ask me. So I feel like I've really come into, and plus I've had to, sit and actually spend time with myself right because you you've had to sit at home and you had you couldn't really talk to people you really couldn't go out anymore so yeah I think taking that time to really like sit with myself kind of meditate learn th- different things you know address issues that I was kind of pushing off was really good so I, I get learned that, that I really like my alone time my alone yeah time. you know what? even being me being as extroverted as I am I have appreciated this time I joke that You know, I live by myself because I like my own company (laughs) and it was hard at first because, you know, just because I live by myself doesn't mean I don't like people because I would always have people over. I like hosting. I like cooking for people. You know, that's like, you know, the full Latina me. I'm like, (laughs) come on, come on, eat, eat, drink, drink. You know, like that is fully me. Right. But and not being able to do that was really hard. But I think it, when you're forced to look at yourself without the distraction of anybody else, you really get an insight into yourself and decide, do I really like who I am? Do I really like the person that I'm looking at in the mirror? Not in the sense of physically, but just in general, like as a whole. And I think that's given us a lot of, a lot of people, including myself, the time to, to, figure that out. And I've made some dumb mistakes over this quarantine, but I was like, okay, 2021, let's start new again. And I, because ultimately I do like who I am, right? I do like my, the person who I am, but that doesn't mean I haven't made like some really pendeja moves, (laughs) some mensa moves, but, um, you know, I'm I'm growing and trying not to make those mental moves in 2021. Astrid, what have you learned about yourself during this pandemic? I am typically a loner, so I was fine at first. I want to say that later as the time went by, I realized how hard I am on myself. I am very, very hard on myself. And the one thing I had to practice the most was having grace with myself throughout this entire pandemic. I had to really, really think about different ways that I found joy in each day because as much as I was a loner, 
it was, it felt like everything that I would do for myself for self-care was removed. So I had to figure out different ways to pour back into myself and not lash out on like my kids or my husband, because my husband was still working at the beginning. So it was me with the kids and then explaining things to like my little one, like, sorry, we can't go to the park. You know, you can't play with these friends. Like that was tough, you know? So I had to reinvent what self-care looked like and also reinvent how I wanted to show up in the weight when things were so uncertain and so unsure, um, you know, going through difficult times like financial hardships and stuff like I got really creative. And that's where I um, I realized that I was like, man, I'm a hustler by trade because I came <laughs> up with so different. I was like, whoo, I, I would have never came up with all of that if it wasn't for the pandemic, like I, I finally got over my self-doubt and created my own course. I think I, Alex knows I was struggling on that for like two years. Like, but what if, and, but maybe I don't, my know. sister makes miracle happens. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> makes miracle happens. I've never seen somebody as resilient as my sister. So. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Tell you guys are really like supportive of one another. I love seeing that. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yes. Oh, yes. That we definitely are. We are like each other's biggest cheerleaders when it comes to stuff like that. No, that's awesome. I love, I mean, unfortunately, not everybody has that. And when you have it, you have to embrace it and you have to love it. Where can people find you guys to up for the podcast and individually as far as social media? So our podcast, we are on Facebook as Call Your Sister Podcast. We are on Instagram as CYS underscore podcast. We are on Twitter at CYS underscore pod. So those are all of our podcast social media handles. Me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under Lexi, L-E-X-Y underscore Hodge. And then Astrid, yours is what? You just go to my website, go to AsherFerguson.com, you know, have a good old time in there. Everything is linked to my uh, Instagram and my Facebook. There is the embedded form under the blog that you can listen to the most recent five episodes or the top five episodes of Call Your Sister podcast, because we do have the website, but that's through Buzzsprout. What platforms so is Call Your Sister podcast on? On what? what? What platforms are you guys on for the podcast? Oh, we're everywhere. Uh, Apple, Shopify. Yeah. We're on all of them. We're all the major ones, I believe. So we're on Apple, Spotify. We're also on, I believe, our Heart Radio, Pandora, Amazon, all of them. And last, but certainly not least, we start with the wine and we end with the wine. <laughs> what is your favorite type of wine, red, white, or rosé? And do you have a favorite label? Ooh, I go between, uh, I mean, I'm a white bubbly wine drinker. I do like red, but it has to be not dry. I'm not a dry red fan. So I would have to say if I had to choose, my favorite label right now is Blue Mountain. 
And I like Victoria's Passion. Alex will probably. <laughs> I was going to say the same one. I was like, my sister just put me <laughs> on to that one. <laughs> it's like semi-sweet um, red wine. It's gotcha. really good. Yes, the more so Cabernets usually have more tannin. The tannin comes from the skin of the grapes, which makes that's what makes the dry, like that dry flavor of the wine. Yeah, so the babe. longer that it soaks with the skin, the more tannins it gets and the drier the wine. You like dry wine? I do. I like, oh, but you man. know what? I like so much wine because I've gotten to taste so much. And we like to say, oh, I don't like sweet wine, but sweet wine I've learned is more like syrupy. So if it's not, so if it's not, it's or, or like a port, like a dessert wine, otherwise it's semi-sweet, semi-sweet or dry. So I've learned that. Uh-oh. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm a, taking a course right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely a semi-sweet or uh, um, my other one that I like, which is Blue Mountain too, is Breeze Blush. Has a little bit of a bubble to it. But yeah, I would say those are my, my favorites. Um, nah, I like dessert or semi-sweet. <laughs> you like the Riesling, like the Riesling kind? Yeah. Riesling would be considered semi-sweet. And to me, because I feel like it's real sweet, but it's actually considered a semi-sweet wine. And let me give you another tip. We we through this wine tasting, uh, through this wine education thing that I'm doing, we tasted all of these wines with different foods. And the Riesling tasted best. This is going to sound really weird. So if you have something that's really salty or really citrusy, the Riesling will go really well with that. Because Ooh. I, yeah, you taste the Riesling by itself. To me, it's very sweet. But then we had, they had us put lemon, taste the lemon, taste the Riesling. It tasted really good. Then lemon with salt. So, and then the Riesling tasted amazing. So you have something that's very high in citrus, like a food that's really high in citrus or it's really salty, Riesling will go good with it. Yeah, we'll make try. I tried that with like, like if you have something salty and it has a crunch. So it's like the different levels, the different taste buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, so, all of the different things. Mm-hmm. Well, Astrid and Alex, thank you so much for taking your time and talking to me today. We just switched. I was... On your guys' podcast, now you're on mine. I'm so glad I got to hear the story of what is going to come. And I know that what, you know, how you guys came up to the podcast. And I'm really excited about what's to come for you guys. Thank Thank you for having us. Until next time, mi gente. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Chisme podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos.